I'm Chris Lay, the podcast operations manager for Lee Enterprises, and this is Behind the Headlines. Our host, Terry Barr, is interviewing journalists from across America about the work they put into their stories and the important impact the reporting is having not only in their communities, but also the country at large. This episode features a conversation with North Carolina's Hickory Daily Record reporter, Virginia Annable. While digging into state health department data, Virginia discovered some shocking numbers that revealed the life expectancy of residents in one area of the state was 20 years less than those living just a few miles away. The stark disparity in those life expectancy numbers understandably receive a lot of attention and anger. Virginia remained determined to uncover the reasons behind the disturbing data and see if something could be done to change it. Now, here's more with Terry Barr and Virginia Annabel. Well, thank you, Chris. And uh, I am here now with reporter Virginia Annabel. Virginia is with the Hickory Daily Record in uh, Hickory, North Carolina. Virginia, thanks for joining us and being willing to talk about this really important story you've covered. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk a little bit about the story. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this is fascinating, I think. When you first started looking at some health department data, what do you remember about it? Yeah, um, I actually kind of heard about it while the local library director was talking about an initiative she had in the Longview area. Um, and she offhandedly mentioned the life expectancy rate in, in that area. And it was... 65. And I was like, that seems really low. And so when I started digging into it, I just was pretty shocked at the, the vast difference between the Longview area and the remainder of the county. I've read your story and 65 for Longview, but where you are in Hickory, yeah, 20 years yes. longer of a life expectancy. What did residents in Longview think after you reported all of this? Yeah, um, that is a huge difference, just a couple miles apart, 20 years difference. So Longview residents were pretty mixed on that information. Um, you know, some kind of took up pride for the area and were a little offended or just shocked at hearing that information. Um, and some other people uh, were kind of not surprised and could see how that was the case. Um, it's a historically more impoverished area. And I think some people understood where that was coming from and why that was the case. Wow. That's, I mean, that's huge. And if you had not dug into this, I I'm going to ask you, do you think this would have come to light? You know, I think the information is obviously looked at by someone but it's not widely put out there. So I don't think it's something that would have come up and been a conversation in the community unless we'd really pointed that specific thing out because you know, life expectancy is the kind of thing that can kind of be like brushed aside, uh, especially when it doesn't look so good. <laughs> yeah, and the difference between living to be 65 and 85, <laughs> that, that's yeah. going to get some attention. Definitely. What was the um, whole history behind why this expectancy is so different? Is there something with health habits or eating or, I mean, what is it? Yeah, that was something that the local health department was able to kind of talk me through a little bit of. And I was really surprised to, they said that the actual, like your health, clinical health side of things really only plays into 
maybe 20% of people's health outcomes. So a lot of it really is like their living situation, the environment and the access that they have to, to basic needs like fresh food and transportation to a job and income. Um, and so the area is historically has some low marks in those that kind of area. A lot of people in the Longview tract that we were looking at, they pay a lot of their income towards rent, which leaves them with less money to buy healthy foods or have a gym membership or go to the doctor. They're historically one of the lower census tracts within poverty. The poverty rate is just much higher there than the rest of the county. What about, um, I know I've talked to other people when they mention a grocery store or even anything similar to a grocery store is just too far away. So people living in a food desert have a, have a tough time. Is that a similar situation there? Yes. And that is kind of, I think, one of the main big reasons to why this small area has such a low life expectancy rate. It's uniquely situated where it's almost quartered off from the rest of the nearby city. There's two big highways that kind of separate it from more restaurants, grocery stores, that kind of thing. So for someone who lived there that maybe can't afford transportation, their options to walk somewhere are almost nothing. You can't cross an interstate or a U.S. highway to go buy your groceries and walk all the way back home. Um, so that, that access seems to play a, a really big role. You know, and I know no matter where you live, people want to feel pride about, you know, their neighborhood and all of that. But when something like this comes out, it, it does open eyes and people have to realize something needs to be done. As the reporter on this story, did you get any pushback from people? We did. Um, and I was a little surprised. <laughs> it turns out people there are very prideful. Uh, we got some calls from people who were 85 saying, I live in Longview and I've lived to 85, so this can't be the case. Or, um, And you know that we were able to kind of talk them through and talk about the data with them a little bit. But we even heard from town officials who were scared of the data or just surprised. Um, so they were calling me trying to figure out where I got this from and some were a little mad that we brought this to light. Um, but other people did react better and have have reached out positive positively too. <laughs> that's awesome because that's really the bottom line. And I know when you're you're talking about people reaching out and trying to do something, um, I did read about pastors and city leaders were trying to get involved, and your reporting is getting credit for making some of this happen and making a difference. So what did you see when when you did get? almost a conglomerate of people that are leaders in the community to try and bring all of this to light and figure out what to do next. Yeah, that was a huge honor to have them reach out to me and say that what they read in my reporting affected them and made them want to do something to change. Um, that made me feel really great. Uh, it was this group of pastors in Longview who already kind of had a little group they wanted to help their community, but they didn't have a lot of direction. And then they read my article and the leader, David Steichleather, he was just so motivated by it and really felt like it gave them a purpose. Um, so I actually went to their next meeting after the article came out and I was a little worried that someone might be mad at me, <laughs> um, but I, I was there and it was 
amazing to see a group of about 20 of them just sit down together and talk about the findings in the article, the life ex expectancy and poverty rates and that kind of thing. Um, and just talk about what they could do and how they could pool their resources to, to make a difference in their community. Um, they even got some town officials, police department involved to really make it a team effort. It's, and they've been meeting monthly since then and just oh trying gosh. to figure out what they can do. Yeah, it's really great. I'm so happy to hear that. Congratulations. <laughs> you know, honestly, I think we all get into journalism to make a difference. And when it actually happens, it really, it's very exciting. And it, and it really, yeah. it kind of warms your heart as a journalist, knowing you're helping people. Yeah. And, and to know that they, they trusted me and trusted what I was reporting enough to, to take that information and spread it with the community and try to do something uh, is really powerful. Um, oh, that's great. Made me so feel great. Oh, it should. It should. Congratulations. Where does this go from here? I know you're saying they're meeting monthly, which is terrific to hear, yeah. but what do you think happens next? Well, um, we actually had David Stike Leather write a little column for the new year, kind of talking about where they want to go from here. Um, and one of the big initiatives has been working with the police department, and that's something they're trying to do more of they, um, if the police department comes across someone who maybe someone called in about them or they just needed help and the police department isn't situated to help them, in that case, they're, they're pointing those people towards the churches now. There's more of that bridge to where people are getting help they need and getting that direction towards like a healthy lifestyle or getting a house or transportation. So that's one of the steps that they're, they've taken and they're trying to build that up a little more. They are also trying to get involved with this countywide coalition called Live Well Catawba. Um, and it's a group of people who try to find areas of the county that need focus health-wise. Um, so now they're getting involved with that and they're, you know, getting on committees there and trying to bring those, they do events and um, that kind of thing. They're trying to bring that to Longview. Another thing that they are hoping to do this year, I think, the public health department has like a bus that they'll go around with and they're hoping to do vaccinations out of it and they kind of teach people about health uh, so they're trying to bring more of those to the area which is really exciting yeah are you surprised how quickly some of this is happening sometimes it seems like it can take forever and and you can't wait any longer yes. it's like can we please get started but this is really surprising don't you think yeah, that's so true. So many times you hear about stuff and it just takes forever just for something to come around. Um, but I do think that having that community involvement is part of what's making it able to go quicker. Because, um, you know, a lot of times when it's just the government leading the way, it's a little harder for them to get the ball rolling. But when you have these pastors and community leaders doing their part, um, things move a lot quicker and it's really great to see. <laughs> yeah. I assume you're going to continue to cover whatever happens because this is your story. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I'm, I'm so invested in it and, uh, they invite me to their monthly meetings. I'll go to them every once in a while and try to do little updates or just keep a finger on the pulse of what's going on there. One of the things that kind of kickstarted this story was the County library put a library locker in a dry cleaner in Longview. And that was kind of what got my eye on Longview. Um, so that locker is where people can pick up books that they've ordered from the library. 
Um, that locker is finally in place. So I'm kind of letting it go for a little while. And then I think I'm going to do a little follow-up story and talk to some of the people that get to use that resource. Um, that is terrific. Even just access to education and books uh, is a huge step for, for an area. Oh my gosh. Is there anything else you want to share about this particular story? It was really an interesting story in the way like the community reacted to it. Um, and that can be a hard part of our job, kind of balancing negative reactions to our stories and being able to talk people through that and kind of, <laughs> it can be hard sometimes to get that negative reaction. And this is a story I really experienced that with, but um, I'm really grateful for the connections that I was able to build through that, which is not, you know, it's not necessarily something you always get to do. Sometimes you just get that negative reaction and you have to brush it off. But this one was really one where we got to engage a little bit more than we usually do. And I think that, I think that's really great. It is really great. Wow. Reporter Virginia Annabelle. And uh, again, Virginia's with Hickory Daily Record, which is in Hickory, North Carolina. Virginia, thank you for all of your work as a journalist. And I can't wait to see where this goes from here. Thank you so much. Me either. <laughs> As you heard, Virginia's reporting is making a difference by bringing together city and neighborhood leaders who are now working directly with residents, educating them about health habits, lifestyle choices, and so much more. Virginia continues to follow the story as it develops for her readers, sharing updates on the progress in the community to bridge the gap in the numbers. We'll include links to articles from the Hickory Daily Record in the show notes. And if you appreciate what we are doing with this program, we encourage you to invest in local journalism. Please consider supporting the Hickory Daily Record or whatever newspaper it is that serves your community. It's the work of local reporters that make shows like this and so many others you enjoy possible. I'm Chris Lay, and for Terry and myself, thank you so much for listening to Behind the Headlines from Lee Enterprises.